0: here we go this comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood steamed clams. you call hamburger steamed ham this yes. hello welcome to the Liberal cube uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical liberal this show is one in which I I don't even know anymore really to be honest with you why? Why is this still a thing? What is the number here? What is, 548? Uh, I say we stop at 1,000, right? Is, is that the goal? Get a, get 1,000 episodes and call it a day? We'll see, we'll see. Play by ear. 666? That's another potential? Why not, right? Hail Satin? Anyways, as I was saying, this podcast is one in which I discuss... Is it one... Person, is that a discussion where I monologue all the media I have consumed so that it does not sit up in the dusty attic of my brain and slowly or not so slowly drive me insane Uh, I forgot to set up my little buttons that I push in order to denote the different segments but now I have done so so I will push one of the aforementioned buttons like this And then it won't do anything, so I'll push it again. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Antibacterial Mind Wipes. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, just on this note, uh, well, yeah, I don't even know if I have to say necessarily, because quite often I won't have every single segment covered. I won't always have a movie monologue, television talk, book banter, game gabin, and internet intercourse. But in this particular episode, uh, the book I'm reading, it's not pulled me in. Uh, Like some of the other Dragonlance books, so I find I'm reading it slower, as tends to happen, when uh, when I'm not engrossed as I often am. And uh, in terms of video games, I'll, I'll just give an honorable... I don't know why I said it like that. An honorable mention to Fallout 76 because I've uh, returned to that, which I suppose I could talk about in the game Gabin segments. Maybe I'll do that. Anyways, uh, we're not here to talk about that yet. We are in the movie monologue. Uh, movie the first. This is Paris from 2020. This is a YouTube original. I don't know. I, I, I've talked about a shit ton. I don't swear too often on this fucking thing but uh i feel like it deserves it here i've watched a shit ton of youtubes like that's probably i watch in a given week more youtube than any other streaming service but i don't know if i've spoken of a youtube movie yet uh so this might be the first and uh it is a good one um when this sort of came out uh, it, everyone was talking about it and i do believe rightly so because it's very interesting um if you're unfamiliar with paris hilton well that's kind of weird <laughs> she was sort of famous for being famous so not knowing of her is a little strange i i suppose her fame has waned which rhymes, uh, compared to uh, sort of uh, her pinnacle in the 90s, uh, in the early aughts, would that be safe to say and assume? She's still famous, and uh, she's still, uh, you know, raking in the dough uh, from her fame. And um, you kind of, I don't know, I, I, I guess this is something that humans do, which we should not, which is see someone like Paris Hilton and put them in a certain sort of... Category and write them off from all other things, but that's one thing I probably like most of this movie. Uh, not even necessarily that it makes you see Paris Hilton a diff- different light, which it certainly does, but it gives your brain sort of the the opportunity to latch onto the fact that uh, humans, all humans, have these sort of uh, uh, rich inner lives. Uh, hey, where, where things are happening that we have no idea what they are and uh, sort of a depth to even someone who seemingly is shallow. Uh, th- that shallowness really, really sort of drops away, uh, over the course of this movie. And, uh, it, it just really, really good. Uh, rating wise, I think I could, geez, do I even give it a five out of five? I'll go four and change out of five a uh, uh, very very good documentary uh, uh, on a interesting person oh you know what one thing I should definitely mention uh, and I'm sure this is probably in these way too many episodes that I've recorded has come up before uh, Paris Hilton and I share a birthday not only the same day but the same year so uh, that's kind of weird and I've always had this thought like um, who like like in, in terms of people who share birthdays uh all over the world if if you pick anyone if you pick uh, and you know what I've always had trouble describing this as it's happening right now uh okay so there's your birthday there's however many people on earth who share that birthday that birthday and birth year uh how different can two people uh on that day b uh and how do they share a, a thing like a horoscope for example uh so paris hilton and i for example have led very different lives uh not least of which is that uh, man and woman that's quite some differences right there but uh, you know Uh, Just sort of something to wrap your mind around and not do it well, as I am doing or rather not doing here. Moving on to let's just wipe that talk from our memory and move on to number two, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Ah, see, I did a segue there king of the Segways. didn't the guy who invent the, uh, invented the invented the segway die in a segway i'm fairly certain that is a fact and i also think that i said shirtin', which is not a word when their relationship turns sour a couple undergoes a medical process to have each other ra- erased from their memories weird hadn't seen this in uh definitely a number of years uh and, and didn't really remember most of it uh stars uh Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet uh, among quite a few people in this that you will uh, recognize Elijah Wood Mark Ruffalo Kristen Dunst just to name some David Cross another one uh, all sorts of uh, uh fun and interesting people in this fun and interesting and quirky and strange movie uh, a lot of it takes place in the mind of Jim Carrey where we're sort of witnessing the actual erasure of memories happen in sort of real time in his mind which is sort of a very cool idea it, it sort of reminds me of and it's probably because i just recently watched it it's probably a few episodes back uh, cold souls with uh, uh paul giamatti uh, there's definitely some similarities between these two movies you know what, when did this come out 2004 and let's see when cold souls came out cold souls Two thousand nine. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Uh, rating wise, I think I go five out of five. It's just like a really well done, interesting movie that makes you think. Uh, and, and when you have a movie with a strange premise like this, I I, I think potentially, and this is sort of me digging deep. Uh, potentially, the reason I like that uh, a movie like this with a strange premise is the premise means you kind of cannot really, I suppose you could. It's not easy to know where the movie is headed at any given moment. Uh, I, I've said a million times that movies that I don't know what's going to happen next uh, quite often get much higher ratings, whereas ones, you know, when it when it's five minutes into the movie and I predict the, the sort of, what's happening in the whole end sequence right there sure it feels good for a moment but then overall it's, it's a little disappointing when that happens uh whereas something like this you're like what the hell's gonna happen i have no idea uh so i do recommend kill <laughs> sorry jumped the gun on that one eternal sunshine of the spotless mind if you like a weird one and i hope you do actually if you're listening to this you probably do you weirdo and i love you uh, last but not least, in in fact, uh, credi- incredibly most mostest, Kill Bill Volume One and Two, which I watched with the misses who uh, had seen it, but so long ago she didn't really remember a lot of it. Uh, this is a movie that I have seen f- many many times. It's of course Volume One and Volume Two, as indicated. Volume One came out in two thousand three. Volume Two came out in two thousand four. Uh, split in two because they are long movies. Um, Volume 1, 1 hour and 51. Volume 2, 2 hour and 17. Now I am uh, certain among the viewings I have had of these movies, I have done them back to back. I didn't do it this time, this was over the course of two weekends. Uh, yeah, I think there was a reason that these were just a, of the Quentin Tarantino movies. I don't, are these my favorite? I, I think maybe they are. Uh, especially at that time the age i would have been at sort of really hit you in the in the formative years one uh to me anyways very interesting thing is the fact that i am like 90 some odd percent sure that when i watch these movies originally or in subsequent viewings it's probably been geez like maybe even 10 years since i watched them. I, i don't know it feels like a long time since i watched them um it feels like Volume 1 was my favorite of the two. But, now that I'm, you know, an old man, 40 and not too long, uh, I feel like I liked Volume 2 better. And it was hard to pinpoint, but I think if I was forced at gunpoint to pinpoint... <laughs> that's the title of this episode. Forced at gunpoint to pinpoint. Forced at gunpoint to pinpoint. Don't you love it when the title happens while you're recording the episode of your podcast that no one listens to? Anyways, if I was forced to gunpoint to pinpoint um, why the transition of me now liking Volume 2 just slightly more than Volume 1, it's uh, David Carradine and uh, the segments where he is just sort of sitting and talking to uh, Uma Thurman's character, The Bride. Uh, uh, just the sort of subtle. Uh, I, I don't even know. Maybe that's just the word I will use. The subtle. Uh, it just something. Something. It. I had perhaps allegedly smoked a lot of pot too when we watched uh, both of these but the second one in particular uh, and had a couple of drinks and maybe it was just the sort of combination of all these things that it just sort of some of his segments of just sitting and talking and and for example telling the story while he's playing the flutes just like literal goosebumps while it was happening and uh, easy uh, and I think I've, this has maybe happened for other Quentin Tarans, you know, uh, movies as well. Now that I think about it, easy six out of five rating. I I, I don't throw those around willy nilly, but that definitely gets one. Let's move on by pushing this button. Mm. Today's game, gabin sponsor is Bonzo Billiams Board Game Big Box. Thank you for that sponsorship. Yeah, no television talk this week. Uh, I think I may be mentioned, if not I will again, that I am watching the show Supernatural from the beginning now that it is over. Although they did trick me once before where they said it was going to be over, so I watched it and then got to the last episode and they said, Oh wait, we're going to do some more seasons. (sighs) Buggers. Anyways, um, so uh, the television talks might be few and far between for the foreseeable future. We will see. Uh, I still do watch, you know, other stuff. But uh, w- when you have a show like that on the go, it sort of takes up a lot. 15 seasons, <laughs> I think it is. Anyways, uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about games. Uh, specifically, in this case, Stratego. What? A board game? I'm not sure if I've ever done a board game. Maybe I've done Trail Pursuit. That's probably my favorite board game. Although it's hard to get people to play with me because I'm good at trivia and some people don't like trivia. So, uh, if you've never played this game, it's got chess-like elements in terms of some kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, Basically, it's a board with a bunch of squares on it uh, that represents the terrain of a battlefield, which you could probably kind of say the same of chess. Um... And if you got a, a, a whole bunch of uh, little dudes that are different rankings that uh, only you can see. Your opponent cannot see your little dudes. And you move about the board trying to capture the other person's uh, little dudes. Um, and for example, uh, I'll have a scout which is the lowest level, uh, and and then I'll come up to uh, uh, one of my opponent's little dudes and I will move into its space, which counts as a quote-unquote attack. And uh, uh, depending on the rating of the uh, little dude, the number assigned to it, whoever's higher, wins. You know, it's just a simple game of numbers like that. Um, The goal of the game is to capture your opponent's flag. Now, the interesting thing about this, whereas chess... Uh, your pieces are always going to start in the same position. Uh, here you have... Uh, I don't have the number. You know what? Maybe I'll just click on the Wikipedia. 40 pieces. Each player is 40 pieces. So... You have 40 pieces to arrange in any manner that you see fit. Now, that's kind of cool because most people probably are going to put their flag, you know, maybe in the back, maybe surrounded by bombs. Uh, Bombs can only be uh, uh, disarmed by certain uh, other tokens. Um, But there's potential for you to do things like put it uh, right up front, and then just hope that your player attacks the other side of the board first. Or There's, there's probably strategies that people have. Uh, I'm not really familiar with what they are. I just sort of kind of try to do some cooler, interesting things that maybe my, I think my opponent might not realize I'm doing. Uh, it, it's a fun game. Uh, my sister and I and my dad used to play when we were children. Uh, so the missus and I are going to uh, dust it off. Uh, and we were actually going to do it yesterday. But uh, then I realized I smoked a lot of pot and um, decided that <laughs> a strategy board game, perhaps not the best use of my time at that juncture. Uh, But I do recommend it, and uh, it is fun, and uh, the rule's fairly straightforward. Like, compared to chess, I would say it's easier than chess. Uh, There's a few other parts, like um, you'll have one super high-ranking guy that can basically knock anyone out at any time. However, if he is attacked by a spy, that's the only thing that can take him out. The scouts are the only uh individuals who can move more than one space at a time like really when you break the rules down it, it, it's very straightforward it's just sort of a game of is my token a, a higher number value than your token when they meet on the board that's it boiled down uh okay i'm gonna push a button nice quick easy game you oh you know what i did want to mention fault 76 yeah um Uh, You know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for potentially next because I'm still playing. um, I'll I'll just tease it by saying I'm uh, enjoying the wastelands. I started a uh, wastelanders. I started a new character. uh, One wasteland where all the levels have sort of been tweaked uh, has been cool and made things interesting. And I'm working through the main story right now. Uh, just, Just things are brewing there and I'm having fun. So maybe we'll save that for next episode. (laughs) Charlie, <laughs> Charlie bit me oh. Friday, Friday Gotta get down uh, Is this real life? Internet intercourse I like turtles Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Cockles Warmers. Thank you for that sponsorship Now that sounds dirty, but it isn't uh, Okay, so uh, I have from uh, Demi Adejoibe. I think I added an extra consonant, consonant there, consonant, uh, does this thing, Uh, if you're unfamiliar with him, uh, he's a comedian, uh, actor, uh, seemingly from all reports and all I've ever seen of him online and on podcasts, uh, incredibly funny and nice individual, so the fact that every year since i think 2016 maybe there was prior ones that are not online that i couldn't easily find uh on september 21st he will post a a video to the song uh i think it's just september by earth wind and fire isn't it not sept uh, let me see september earth wind fire i'm pretty sure that's right Yeah, yeah, it's just called September. But uh, in the song, it uh, specifically uh, mentions September 21st. So he will uh, post a video of him sort of uh, dancing, uh, doing some sweet moves. uh, And, uh, you know, that's how it started. But over the years, uh, his sort of uh, uh, production values, let's say, have increased... Definitely exponentially is probably a word we could uh, definitely probably, I have just said, uh, is a word we could use where he's put more and more uh, time, effort, money (laughs) into creating these videos that drop on September 21st every year. Uh, The reason I brought these back is everything I've just said. Very, very cool. Uh, Internet-y, virally. All good things, but really the reason I brought it back is because something happens when you watch these. And uh, this is not me alone, because I've seen other similar reactions online, where just the the, the the sort of sheer joy that is oozing from these does something to people, <laughs> me included, where you just feel, like, so happy uh, watching them that, like, literal somehow, some way, and, and I don't understand how it happens, like, literal tears just of, of happiness while watching these, and uh, this is evidenced by the fact as well that he did, like, a I don't think it was Kickstarter specifically, but it was Kickstarter-esque uh, to uh, raise money for next year's uh, September 21st because, you know, a, a lot of uh, money is involved in in these things, as you will see as you watch them, uh, which I hope you do. Go to his YouTube channel and watch the previous ones and see how they've progressed and hopefully have this heartwarming feeling yourself. Um, he's raised, like... I, I think the target was like fifty thousand, or, or it was something like that. But I, I think he's near three hundred thousand dollars, or uh, I, I should check. You know what? Let me just uh, September, Demi, uh, Ed, 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 ed You have to say it fast. Is that uh, is the key? Uh, 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 um, let's see. Donate. How do I find it? Here's a Vulture interview. I just want to see how much he has made so far. Yeah, 2016 is the first one posted there. How does it feel to make this every year? Uh, Okay, well, this is not good pod. Not that I, you know, have ever promised good pod. Let's just say 300000 was the last I saw it at, and it's probably more now. (laughs) so uh, i recommend you check those out and see if you get that same feeling you know what potentially it's also in these times a feeling that uh we need so maybe that's why i felt it more Mm, you know armchair psychology is what that is uh okay moving on to uh, critical role campaign two episode 111 god damn this was a good one yeah, uh, I I don't bring back uh, any ep- every episode by any means, and uh, the, it's just things about this one in particular uh, I wanted to mention. Uh, first, uh, was a very cool sort of start to it where, uh, uh Caleb. Uh, was introducing the rest of the group to the, what I presume was a spell called Magnificent Mansion. It it, it sort of read like that, it was sort of maybe Instant Fortress, sounded a little bit like that. Uh, It it was a a tweak to Magnificent Mansion, I'm pretty sure which is uh fun to do. Reskinning and, and slight tweaks to uh, existing things in D&D is sort of the bread and butter of, of of not only making things fit your specific story, your specific campaign, but also just makes things cool, makes things feel more real. Uh, and Caleb uh spent Like the first hour, uh, maybe even more of the episode, just describing this. Structure that apparently uh, uh, he had been working on uh, for like over a year. Uh, just, just writing little things, uh, uh, designing everyone's special room within this mansion. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with uh, what I'm talking about, uh, the Critical Role, well, first of all, I recommend because it's just great storytelling. Uh, but it's a, a bunch of people playing D&D, recording it, and then we watch them do that Mm-hmm. I'm selling it well yes uh, <laughs> so he had uh, everything sort of designed to the minute detail and I feel like if uh, he sped through some of it like I uh, I wouldn't have minded uh, hearing him do everything but you know after an hour I, I suppose maybe he started to f- have that feeling of oh man I'm not sure if people are gonna like hearing me talk about this for an hour but uh, I for one would have liked and I hope, Would be actually kind of cool if he posted his notes somewhere just to see everything he had sort of planned and, and, and written and, and maybe even saw, like he he said it developed over time as the characters developed, he would change things to the room and stuff like that. Very, very cool. Just, just so deep. Then we, we go into the, the rest of the episode where it's like, your mind is blown for another reason, which uh, this will be a spoiler, which I suppose I didn't give a spoiler warning at the top of the episode, like I'm supposed to, but I'll give one now for this. Um, One of the characters who died in an early episode, we learn, uh, is actually still alive. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. uh, I, anyways, am making the assumption that the person inhabiting the quote-unquote body, I guess, (coughs) of this uh, once-dead player character um, is maybe going to have a different personality. Like, maybe it's not uh, 100% the exact same person. It's the same body. Uh, maybe it has some of the same memories of the person who died, but it's going to be, like, a slightly different personality it is the theorem working under. Uh, everyone at the table's mind was just, like, blown to shit because this was something that happened in... Jeez, uh I'm going to throw a number that's probably wildly wrong, like episode 20 or somewhere in that vicinity. Like, it was a very early episode where this character died, and now we're in episode 111, and find out that this person is not dead and has been alive for some time, and it's been sort of things happening in the background, which is another sort of key, uh, and something I want to try to do more, which probably I don't do, especially the way I tend to run more one-shotty-feeling uh, sessions as opposed to that that are connected by a story. Uh, anyways, uh, what I'm going to say is, uh, what makes stories like this feel real is where in the background things are happening, even if the players are not involved in those things. Like it, it's not as if. Uh, I, I go into a shop and then that's when the, the things in the shop start being sold or uh, things have to be progressing despite the characters not being involved, which is sort of a very cool thing. It makes it makes it feel more real because that's what happens in real life. Ah. Uh, okay, so I uh, highly recommend that uh, episode and just the whole thing in general of Critical Role. Really, really loving it. It's one of my favorite things on Monday after work is to just, you know, really wind down with uh, starting that. And and they usually last me a couple of days uh, of of after work wind downs. Uh, so so very cool. And moving on to a new podcast uh, that I have just started listening to. It's called Smartless. Oh. Uh, it stars... Does a podcast star, people? Sure. Uh, Its hosts are... Yeah, maybe that's more accurate. Jason Bateman, Sean Hazen, Will Arnett. Oh. Uh, So I suppose this would be in the category of new podcast in which uh, famous celebrities are sort of dipping their toe into the podcast world, which, you know, I'm of two minds of. Uh, There's the fact that, you know, they have the... supreme advantage of uh, being famous already. And then just having that sort of built in audience potentially come over. Uh, They get really good guests because of they're famous and they know famous people. Uh, uh, So, you know, there's that, which feels a little, uh, Uh, but then uh, Jason Bateman and Will Arnett in particular, I'm not as familiar with Sean Hayes. Uh, I know from other stuff are just funny Uh, IRL, like, uh, all of them I'm sure are in, no, with the exception of Sean Hayes, I don't really know, as I said, uh, are funny in movies and television and stuff like that. But, uh, Jason Bateman and Will Arnett, you can see if you ever watch interviews, particularly longer form interviews with them, they actually do have some, uh, some funny bones. Uh, so, uh, that's the only reason I would... You know, same with Conan O'Brien. Like, that's the reason I listen to his podcast. Not because he's famous, but because I know he does have funny. So he's going to bring that into the podcast. Whereas, like, the Rob Lowe podcast, well, there's a couple of reasons. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't be watching, listening to that one. Uh, But he is not someone who I would classify as a funny person. Uh, So, he's famous he gets big guests but i don't really have any desire to listen to that on a on a couple of uh, levels obviously with him uh okay so uh who've we who's he had uh, who have they had jennifer aniston there you go pretty big right there robert downey jr will ferrell maya rudolph jimmy kimmel just to name a few, uh, yeah, uh, good, good, fun, you know, just sort of shooting the shit, interviews, uh, not interviews, conversations, yeah, which is what a podcast is, basically, basically, and uh, you know, I, I'm th- that many episodes in, and uh, I'm enjoying it, so I bring it back here because that's what I do in the internet intercourse segment. <coughs> excuse me uh moving on to final item minecraft videos i guess yeah uh not dissimilar to my enjoyment of post workday critical role episodes i've been uh uh, dipping my toe into some minecraft videos Uh, I i do this thing on YouTube where I go on the home rather than my subscriptions and just sort of scroll through and if anything catches my eye I add it to my playlist and you know scope it out. Uh one of these videos popped up and it's just uh, the ones I like and there's a million out there. I don't really like the tutorial ones because this is not something I'm going to do. I'm not I I have Minecraft. I've played Minecraft probably every you know, some odd years I'll dust it off and play it. It's a it's it's a fun experience. But I'm not gonna watch a tutorial and then try to build what the person's building. The ones I like where uh sort of a incredibly elaborate structures that uh are, are built in a sort of time lapse uh with a, a calming music underneath. It's just sort of very, very chill, very just sort of lay back literally in my case and watch as uh, uh, someone builds a a, a sort of a underground home or or a castle or you know things like that The, the the things you can build in minecraft are pretty incredible and to watch someone use their skill in a sort of time lapse and this thing form out of tiny blocks in front of you as a sort of chill music and and some cool lighting it just sort of mellows you out a bit and I like it, so I bring it back here because that's what I Oh, what's this? Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. (laughs) Do we have a cleanup conversation? Yes. I felt bad about not having a book banter or a television talk, so I decided to throw in a brief cleanup conversation sponsored by a pickled egg. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're talking charcuterie, or as we say in this household, charcutes. Charcutes. Uh, The Mrs. is a big fan of charcuterie. I don't know if anyone on this planet exists who's a bigger fan, to be honest with you. So, uh, I made the suggestion that this weekend we, uh, you know, do it up all fancy-like. And uh, one thing we did in particular that sort of spurred this on, spurred this idea on, because we're always looking for, you know, fun and interesting things to do on the weekends, was the fact that we got a new uh, air fryer. Uh, one that uh, dehydrates stuff. Which I suppose maybe any air fryer can do that. But this one sort of specifically has a setting for it. So uh, one thing we decided we wanted to do with that. Is at least try. And I don't know if we're going to do this all all the time. It's uh, I don't know if it was a lot of work necessarily. But uh, yeah, I- I'm not sure. Uh, was make uh, a beef jerky. Yeah, so all we did, when I say we, during all of this, uh, I basically mean I did nothing, and the missus did it all. Uh, all we did was uh, uh, marinated some uh, beef, you know, chopped it up, put it in a marinade, let it sit overnight, put it in the, this uh, air fryer, uh, spread it all out, and uh, let it cook at, I think it was like 145 for like four hours. And uh, it just shrinks down, and all the moisture gets out of it, and when you're done... You got what basically equates to a piece of beef jerky, uh, and it came out really well. So, we sort of used that idea to build the idea, use that idea to build the idea of uh, having a charcuterie dinner night, which, uh, you know, was fun. Uh, fun fun times were had by all, uh, up to and including the fact that I ate a uh, my last pickled egg, which I've been saving for just such an occasion. Have you ever had a pickled egg? They are weird, I will admit, and one is enough, one is sometimes more than enough, (laughs) Uh, and one every six months is enough. Like, they're they're not something where you're just going to sit and eat a bunch, but they do have a very distinct taste, and I, I don't know, it's just like every once in a while I would just want to take a bite of a pickled egg, and I do. It's a weird thing, I will freely admit. So we had, I had that. The missus doesn't even like looking at it. <laughs> I literally, and this is not hyperbole by any, I literally hyperbole, uh, this is not hyperbole at all. I literally paid her $10 to to open the jar of pickled eggs and smell because she refused to do even that. But I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not really spending that much money. I'm working from home. I haven't uh, put gas in the car in a long time. I can afford this, and I want to see her face when she smells it. And I can verify it was worth it, because she did not like the smell, which is also very distinct, of a pickled egg. Uh, Yeah, so uh, a, a selection of meats and cheeses and crackers and... Uh, We got some mustard involved and olives and pickled beets. Uh, uh, Just a goddamn delight. We had some dessert as well, and I recommend it. If you are uh, a a couple looking for something to do on the weekend, have yourself a charcuterie night. If you're uh, alone uh, at home uh, uh, looking for something to do, treat yourself treat yourself to a charcuterie night. Just set up a little plate with meats and cheeses and just have some fun. Do it a little different. Folks, we made it to the end of this thing. Uh, Assuming you're still listening to this, which you are, you must be, I guess. If if you hear, assuming you're listening to this, you are listening to this. (sighs) It's nice to be nice to the Nice.